Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning and happy Friday. It's the 24th of April and it is 5 a.m. when this is dropping. So if you are up at 5 a.m., God bless you. (laughs) And if you're listening to a podcast at 5 a.m., just double blessings. Um, Hey, this is our last podcast of the week. So uh, whatever you did to get to Friday this week, working remotely, parenting, trying to homeschool your kids, trying to organize your life, um, just well done. You made it. Um, Travis and I are going to read the last scripture passage of this week, and we're going to spend some time reflecting on it. So Travis, are you reading this one? I believe you yeah. are. Yep. Would you mind? Yeah. Isaiah 26, one through four. On that day, this song will be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. He sets up victory like walls and bulwarks. Open the gates so that the righteous nation that keeps faith may enter in. Those of steadfast mind you keep in peace. In peace because they trust in you. Trust in the Lord forever. For in the Lord God, you have an everlasting rock. Mm. Thank you, Travis. So this, uh, I was saying right before we recorded this podcast, um, this passage comes, this is Isaiah 26, and it comes after Isaiah 25, obviously. But Isaiah 25 is talking about the Messianic feast, so which is just a beautiful image. It talks about the Messiah coming back at the end of time and setting up like a huge feast for his people. Um, let me see if I can even just reference some of that. Um, on this mountain, that's like Mount Zion, the, the new Jerusalem, the new creation. The Lord Almighty will prepare a feast of rich food for all peoples, a banquet of aged wine, the best of meats and the finest of wines. On this mountain, he will destroy the shroud that enfolds all peoples, the sheet that covers all nations. He will swallow up death forever. The sovereign Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces. He will remove the people's disgrace from all the earth. The Lord has spoken. Isn't that awesome? I love that. <laughs> So, it's like I mean, revelations before revelations was uh, around. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It, that's, that's a picnic that I want to be part of. Yeah. Finest oh, yeah. wines, the aged meats and the whatever that, and God is going to be serving it. God is the, Jesus is going to be the servant of that feast. He, it says elsewhere in scripture, we're going to recline and he's going to, I'm like, what? That's mind boggling to me. But in response to that, is this passage where it says on that day, this song will be sung. This is what basically during that feast, this is what we're going to sing. We have a strong city. He sets a victory like walls and bulwarks open the gates. So the righteous nation that keeps faith may enter in those of steadfast mind. You keep in peace because in peace, they trust in you. Uh, Trust in the Lord forever for in the Lord, you have an everlasting rock. That's kind of the song they sing at the feast. So just for context, but um, Travis, what are you hearing? Is there a word or phrase that strikes you in this passage? Um, I I just like uh, open up, open the gates. 
um, mm -hmm. open up the gates. It's to, to me, I think of a, there's a song way back when, which was a, a song by Planet Shakers, which is another Australian based uh, group similar to Hillsong, um, but they had a, a really cool, strong uh, song called Open Up the Gates. Um, and it's just, to me, it's the, it's the invitation. It's the, um, even as you read 25 to where you talk about, you know, the, the, the shrouds gone, um, mm -hmm. death gone. It's, it's the, um, it's just the maybe stereotypical, but it's also the, it's the thing your heart is yearning for of just all the, all the hurdles and barriers and things that, have been in our way that have blocked um, access, you know, full access to um, to the kingdom or our view of it or anything like that are just gone. The gates are flung wide open. Come on in, you know. It's mm -hmm. it's time for the feast, you know. And I just I just really like that. It's uh, it's it's really the culmination of just just the promises of scripture to me. Mm -hmm. um, the thing that we we wait for and we hope for yes jesus says i'm going to go and prepare a place for you like my father's house has many rooms mm -hmm. and he's opening up the gates basically saying all right here it is I, here is the place for you it's yep. um and to tie it to the rest of the scriptures we read this week this is what it means to respond to jesus is that we get an we we get invited it's 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 jesus opening up the gate to us and saying yep. Like, come in, like, you have a place at the table. And um, we receive that invitation from Jesus, and we can respond and go, all right, I, I want to enter in. Yeah. Um, something that the word that drew my attention is so that the righteous nation that keeps faith may enter in. Yeah. It doesn't say so the righteous person that keeps faith, faith may enter in. Although elsewhere in scripture, it makes it a little more personal like that. Um, but the righteous nation that keeps faith may enter in. And I was just reminded as I read this um, about, um, I forget who said this, but it's like our faith is, uh, is personal, but never private. Yeah. Yeah. Let me make sense. So um, the invitation is for a people to be saved, not just for one person. Yep. And that means that we're saved as a big group. We're personal. We're persons among that. We have a personal faith that reaches at the personal level. But it's never a private faith. Our faith is intertwined with the people that we're journeying with that will all eventually uh, have the door open to them, have the gates open to them to enter in together as a righteous nation, which reminds me of Pentecost, that 3,000 people are baptized all at once. Yep. It's not just one person, the special person who gets to be baptized. It's, it's a whole group of people that starts a whole new group of uh, a family, a whole new family of God that yep. gets invited in. Um, I do think that that's the gates is through baptism, through repentance, through salvation yeah. is where we, the gates are actually open to us and we become part of a new people, not just a new person, which is true. We're regenerated personally, but into a family where like Peter says in first Peter, where we love each other deeply. So that's kind of the, what was standing out to me. The word nation uh, kind of, um, bothers me in terms of my individualistic notions you know that i'm born with living in the western world is yeah is like oh it's me i have personal relationship with jesus christ you know yep um i think that's true only if it's within the context of a community of faith that i've become part of 
yeah the power of it gets diminished pretty quickly with um i've experienced that over my life too it's just the power of um christ and following christ just seems um it, it seems really lackluster compared to when you're in a community of believers and you you experience christ as a community mm-hmm. um the the power goes to depths that i I just and and maybe I'm wrong that it can't be experienced or that it can be experienced individually, but I would challenge that a little bit just because um, even even God's ex or Jesus's um, examples again are it's twelve disciples it's you mm-hmm. know it's it's the it's the feeding of the five five thousand it's the crowds it's the there's there there is in there are small touch points where Jesus has obviously conversations that are one on one but it's the the overall story is more of a communal um story even as you look back at the israelites and that sort of thing it's a people um so i think there's there's some some good challenge there towards um any any individualism that we would feel in our heart to say you know no this is just between me and god and i i think there's some um, some good challenges to that, even as you look at these verses too, just like you said, with a righteous nation that keeps faith it 's again the story the overall arching story is is very much more of a a people, a tribe, a nation uh, um, that sort of thing yeah, we have personal responsibility and stewardship of our faith, yeah, meaning we should be sustainable, our faith should be sustainable like self sustaining like yep. if 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 none go with you, still I will follow, right? Like, yep. like we should have personal accountability and responsibility for our own faith within the context of knowing that we are part of a community that has been rescued. And so we also have communal responsibility that I have responsibility to love, to pray for, to disciple um, my fellow Christians and, yep. and also the world around me. So yep. um, we... So the gates get open to us as a people. And also um, we've, I've talked about this passage a number of times. Psalm 23 is a recent passage we've read in the last few weeks, but that, um, that, you know, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And one way to interpret that is like at the end of time, we're going to be sitting around the same, uh, same table as the other people on the committee with us, you know, like all the, the rest of the elders are going to be, with you at the table of Christ, right? Like, yeah. and uh, the person who took my seat, quote unquote, at church, um, they're gonna be with me at the eternal feast. And um, I, this encourages me to, to make peace with, with the community that I'm part of. Yeah. To go, all right, we're all gonna be together in this. Let's, let's unify the church here. Yeah. Um, so we can all experience the salvation of Jesus together. So. Yeah, I really like um, verse four to me is just another um, comfort there where it's just trust in the Lord forever for in the Lord God, you have an everlasting rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I've in in this time of, I would say just, um, again, just disruption where I think a lot of people have to call into question what what their faith or what their hope is, is in because um, we, we have pretty comfortable lives in the United States and in some of the developed worlds. And you go, um, this is, this is very uncomfortable for a lot of us, but at the same point, it, it starts to show what is, what is your hope? 
What is your yeah. meaning in life? What is your calling? And if is, and not say that it's, you know, a horrible thing if your faith is, um, is shaken a little bit through times like these, but, um, the hope is, is that your, your rock, your foundation is God is still on the throne mm -hmm. every day since the beginning of time. Yeah. This is not, this is nothing new for our creator. This is nothing. Um, it, it may be new in the context of the world, but it's, um, God knows exactly what he's doing. And if you call, if you call God, your, your creator, this verse to me is, is for you. It's trust in the Lord forever. Mm -hmm. um, that's, you know, not, not just through this. And then once life goes back to normal, we can, we can kind of, you know, trust again in our finances or trust in um, our health or whatever else it's trust in the Lord forever. Mm -hmm. And you will have an everlasting rock. And that's verses like these. I just, um, they are, they are anchors for my soul, especially when, um, when there's, you know, when I'm tempted to, um, be swayed by, by something in the world or an event or whether it's a, even my own personal life event that you go, are you going to trust now? And you go, mm -hmm. yeah, I have no other choice. I have to. Yep. Yep. So. And you mentioned, you know, people whose faith might be shaking in the midst of this. I sure hope all of our faith is shaking in this, in that yeah. sense, like, that's what God is. Do that's what I perceive God to be doing in all of this yep. is, is shape. I mean, uh, what is it in, in, in Hebrews? I think it is. I oh, mean, I'm going to sound like an idiot if it's not in Hebrews, but um, <laughs> let's say it's in Hebrews where it says, uh, you know, I'm going to shake the heavens and the earth. Yeah. And um, that, you know, only that's only that, which is unshakable will remain. So once yep. more, I will like shake the heavens and the earth. Right. Yep. And um, it comes back to that first Peter passage that we talked yep. about on Wednesday of the perishable and the imperishable. imperishable. You've been, you've it. been born, you've been born anew into the, not in the perishable, but the imperishable. Yep. Trust in the Lord forever for in the Lord God, you have an everlasting rock. You have an imperishable rock. Yep. So it's, it's what we talked about on Wednesday too, of um, making sure that we're trusting in God and not in the things that we used to. Yep. Um, and that's exactly what God has the opportunity to do right now um, in the midst of all this is to show us what is so shaky about our faith to yep. shake those things on purpose and um, to expose the things that we were trusting in that weren't, aren't trustworthy. So yep. trust or perishable. Yep. Yep. That's what, I mean, that's one of the things I see going on right now and it's a great opportunity as Christians to lean into that and go, all right, do I really trust God or do I trust these perishable things? Yeah. Yeah. So that along with just recognizing our communal, the communal nature of our faith and making peace and unity with the, the church and expanding our own salvation beyond just I'm saved for me, but um, I'm blessed to be a blessing and I'm part of this community of faith that needs to link arms and join together. Yeah. So Cool, Travis. Well, thanks for joining me, uh, not only for today's uh, conversation around this passage, but um, for the whole week. Thanks for joining me this week, and thanks for um, diving in these scriptures with some courage and um, with burning hearts. Hopefully, we're able to discuss yeah. this stuff and just um, experience a little bit of the presence of Jesus together on Zoom. So I appreciate yeah. you. Thank you. Um, thanks for joining me. And everybody who was... Uh, has been listening to this this week. I have no idea who is going to be our podcast guest 
on Monday. Um, but I promise it'll be so good. <laughs> and I also Most promise that have. we're going to be looking at uh, scripture. We're going to be looking at Deuteronomy 30 on Monday. So join us on Monday to listen more of that. For now, have an awesome weekend. Hopefully we'll see you on Sunday morning. Travis, thank you. We'll see you later. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Thank you.